sponsored by Skillshare. Some of the rumors swirling around the next version of watchOS this June or the next Apple Watch this fall or both, concern mental health. Since its inception, the Apple Watch has been getting better and better at helping with physical health, from preventative fitness like activity rings and workouts, to warning systems like low, high, and irregular heartbeats and ECG, to emergency features like international SOS and fall detection. There have been crossover features that offer some benefits to both mind and body, like the breathing app, and some behavioral assistance. The nature of the Apple Watch makes it not just impractical, but impossible to get lost in social networks or games for minutes or hours on end, for example. But this is the first time we're hearing about features specifically for mental health. And as usual, I'm really curious how that may play out. So I asked one of the smartest people I know, who also happens to be a licensed psychotherapist, Georgia Dow, to come on the channel and help me understand. I'm curious first, what features, or what do you think of the features that already exist to deal with things like stress and anxiety, whether it's the breathing app or just the activities app that encourages you to stand up and move and exercise, or even the workout app so you can get some endorphins going? I think it's wonderful. I love the breathing app. I think that that's a wonderful tool when I ask people to breathe and they already have an Apple Watch. I'm like, okay, let's set this up. We can be able to deal with this and it's going to remind you, you don't have to think about it because the most difficult part of breathing is having to remember how to breathe and when to breathe. And it's a little bit dull. So it kind of keeps you through it and walks you through each step. And so that's wonderful. And I really like that. I think it's great that it reminds you to exercise and tracks how you're doing. And a lot of people really enjoy the gamification of I've made these many steps. I closed a ring. They can send it to others. So you get that social validation. I I love that. I beat Georgia this week. As every week. (laughs) (laughs) And does that actually help you with your stress and your anxiety and with at least that level of mental health? Yeah, it does. If you know, you want to deal with the baseline, which is are you sleeping enough? Are you eating well? Are you hydrated? And um, are you relaxed through the day? And so it gives you the basis to be able to build everything else on top of. All right. So then there are these rumors that Apple is going to get more into mental health features. One of them is that, for example, it's going to try to detect panic attacks. And if it thinks you're going to have a panic attack, it'll warn you so that you can, for example, if you're driving or biking, you can pull over and then it will lead you through a set of breathing exercises to try to help uh, calm you down. I think that one of the reasons that it can be helpful is that a lot of people, especially if this is the first time you've ever had a panic attack, you believe that you are having a heart attack. And a lot of people that I know have actually gone to the hospital believing that they have a heart attack. And so the, it, it helping you differentiate between you know, I'm having a heart attack versus I'm having a panic attack is really helpful. Are there other things that you'd like to see them do for mental health or the things you think could be valuable for mental health? So I would love to have mood tracking on the watch. I would be really excited about it. So if sorry, it what is just... mood tracking? Yeah. Okay. So, so I often ask people to journal. I want to know how they feel through the day, you know, what's been happening through that. So if Apple could add something that would just at some point, just say, how are you feeling right now? And even if it was just a five-point system, or even if it was like a really big smiley face and a medium smiley face and a, a like Instead a line emoji. like, mm, right, whatever it could be to make it a little bit easier, because um, one is like tracking things yourself. We're not very reliable. It's boring. You have to have a journal with you. So there's a lot of things that being able to track your mood on your watch 
would be so helpful. Plus, they could remember the time and space through the day that you have yeah. tracked your mood. So if you're feeling really anxious or really upset or really sad, it could track that, but also track that in time. When if you don't have a piece of paper and pen or you don't feel like taking out your phone to be able to say at this time, this is how I felt, Apple could do this all for you and it's on your wrist. It sort of removes barriers, right? Like when you, yeah. uh, when I think of journaling, it's easy to make the excuse that, oh, I don't have my pen with me. I don't have my journal with me. I don't have the time to open yeah. it up. It's just a blank yeah. sheet of paper. It's intimidating. But I like two of the things you said there. One is that would make it so easy to just record a base state and also a time and place. So if, for example, mm -hmm. I notice that every day at 6 p.m. I'm feeling stressed and that's just when the news happens to be on. Or every day when I when I go to work, I notice that my stress level soars <laughs> and it's, it's right. the location, all of those things. And then you could send this to your doctor or your therapist or be able to take a look yourself with it, with your heart rate data as well at the same time. That would be the coolest thing Ever. And I know some people are probably worried about privacy implications, but the way my guess is that it would be handled the same way as heart notifications, and that would be completely on device. And then you would set up, you would be able to set up the sharing mechanism with your doctor, hopefully after they've been educated as to the process and how it works. And then it would be encrypted to encryption. All, you know, all the health and privacy guidelines would be followed. So it would really be just the same way you might share journal entries or you might take notes for a therapist. You'd just be giving them much better quality data. Yes. And better quality data means people get better faster. Plus, you could just print it out if you wanted to. You could just yeah. print it out on your computer. But that information is there that you would never know. Oh, my heart rate spikes at this point in time. Yeah. And I was feeling really sad or upset. And then you would have that. That's super interesting, too, because you would have both the physical and the mood data. And you could maybe find... Uh, Maybe not causation. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know if you causation or correlation, <laughs> but you could find maybe find patterns in there where you notice things that are both physical and uh, and psychological triggers. Yeah, and that's what I do. So I deal with cognitive behavioral therapy uh, mostly, and so I'm dealing with the cognitions and the behaviors, and so that's physiological and emotional. We would be putting both of those together, and so instead of me asking someone, "Well, why do you think that you felt this anxious?" Yeah, we can never that remember. information. <laughs> well, that's the problem: is that when you do it yourself, yeah. how do you remember? We always think you know what, I'm going to complete, this is so important. I will remember this. How many times have you not remembered it? And like Dr. House says, we lie. We lie. We don't want to admit things for a vast array of reasons. Don't, we don't want to disappoint 100%. you. It's embarrassing. Uh, we were doing something at the time. Like, it, there's just so many reasons why, you know, you should absolutely talk to humans. Talking to humans is invaluable, but having that data behind it just gives you so much more to go on. Right, right. And we're just unreliable. We're yeah. unreliable when we deal with evaluating ourselves for a, a wide plethora of reasons. And so this would be really helpful. And I think it would be simple to implement. I think that it would be a safe way to deal with it. And I think that the benefits would far outweigh the um, annoyances of your usual journaling that yeah. why many people will say, I don't want to journal. I think many people would do this because it could be effortless. And it'd be interesting, too, because they could tie in some level of machine learning like they do with the coaching for activities, where if it starts to establish a pattern that your your mood changes when you're at a certain location, it could pop up the how you're feeling when you get within range of that or a certain time of day or when your heart rate is at a certain level. It would be able to put together a rich tapestry of potential uh, inflection points and then sort of help you narrow down on those when you yourself might not be aware of them. 
Yeah. Or it could even go one step further and say, you know what? Last time you um, did your meditation, you did your breathing and you took a little exercise and you felt much better. Do you want to do these three things again? Yeah. Right. It could actually start to help you through it so that through the day when you're feeling anxious, you know, maybe you want to try these three things that, you know, were helpful to you. You've mentioned a second thing. So if it could track at the same time, you could say, you know, the cat scared me. I just saw my in-laws. I'm going to a job interview. And that would transcribe it. And you could put that data like, you know, on the little timeline of this was my heart rate. This was my mood. And this is what happened. Yeah. That would be everything. Like that would be most of my written tedious work that I give (laughs) to people would be done on the watch and it would be all there. And maybe there'd be some spelling errors or, you know, you know, you you said cat and it said that. That's fine. But you could change that yeah. very easily versus not having it done at all. So a little moment you could just whisper into your watch, say something. It would just transcribe it and save it along with the other data. Then we would know what was actually happening at that time when your heart rate went up and you were feeling really anxious. I love the idea of a mood complication where it's just sitting there on your watch and you tap it. Like, of course, it would pop up for you when it needs to, but when it, if you need yeah. it, you could just tap the complication yeah. and then it would let you record those things or it would let you enter those mood states or let you add a note or check on something. And that, because sometimes, like, if you don't feel like you're in control, you're anxious for a different reason. Like, it just all compounds. But this would let you be proactive about it as well. Yeah. Yeah, we could even, there was another another piece that I thought of a complication that would be really nice would be, you know, if you're dealing with um, obsessive compulsive thoughts or a lot of negativity or, you know, dealing with anger or rage, there could be a complication that just tracks, oh, I did, you know, I hand washed this many points yeah. of time during the day. And it could, again, track it in time with your heart rate so that we, and what was happening at that moment so we could put all that data together. I got really angry and I wasn't in control what was happening at that time. And you could just, again, it could be a little, you know, symbol or an icon that you could put up and it could be in a little grid and you just tap it every time that happens. Because when you're dealing with behaviors that you want to alter and we're trying to see, like when, when I'm doing treatment with someone, I want to see, are the behaviors actually getting better? And I only know it if they're, Self-reporting, I'm not there. So the self-reporting has to be accurate. This would help accuracy. Yeah. So the other rumor is sleep tracking. There are third-party apps right now, but a couple of years ago, Apple bought a company called Bedit that does sleep tracking. And the rumor is finally we might get first-party built-in sleep tracking on the Apple Watch. Would that be of any benefit to this as well? I think that the wonderful thing about sleep tracking is that if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to feel good the next day. Your anxiety is going to be worse. Your depression is going to be worse. Your anger is going to be worse. You're just not going to be there. We need good sleep. And you don't really know how well you're actually sleeping because you're kind of unconscious at that point in time. And so a lot of people think they're not sleeping and they might be sleeping more than that. And some people are just not getting good quality sleep. So you're not maybe getting that deep sleep. So having a watch on that could track every day, how many hours, what's happening, is this deep sleep, not am I restless, would be a huge benefit. And so I'm really hoping that we get sleep tracking. Yeah, you made me check mine. And I think it started off at like 50% sleep hygiene. And now I've gotten it back up to like over 80%. Thank you very much, George. If people want to find out more about you and your practice, where can they go? So you can check out, um, if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. And if you want to contact me, you can check out um, either my email, which is georgia at westmounttherapy, or you can check out westmounttherapy.com. Now, Georgia is one of my top two go-tos when it comes to productivity. 
The other is Thomas Frank. Thomas is awesome. And in his new Real Productivity course on Skillshare, he shows how to build sustainable habits without feeling like a failure. Seriously, through research, experience, and his own trial and error, Thomas lays out the groundwork for lasting habits, which is just so important right now when so many of us are wondering what's going on, what's even happening next, and are looking for ways to create some sort of structure, meet some small sets of goals, and can regain some small sense of control and accomplishment. Skillshare is designed to move your creative journey forward without putting your life on hold. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit your busy routine and affordably with an annual subscription that's less than $10 a month. Join more than 7 million creators learning with Skillshare. And the first 1,000 of you who click on the link in the description will get two months of Skillshare Premium for free. Act now and start learning today. Thanks, Skillshare, and thanks to all of you for your support. Thank you for watching, and for more on what Apple's doing next, check out my preview playlist here, here, one of these here's. Just click, and I'll see you next video.